going on, everybody? Welcome to Pastors After Dark. I am your host today, Super Shadow. And today, joining us for this awesome Sunday night conversation, we have none other than Dr. Heels to my left. How you doing, man? Yes, doing fantastic. Awesome. Hopefully, we're going to be talking. Got some good points to bring up here for tonight's conversation. Also, we have the one and only Father Reinhardt. How's it going? Hello. How's everyone doing today? Doing pretty good. And last but not least, host uh, streaming us into the internet is none other than <laughs> Pastor Deustin. Deustin, how's, how's it going? Hi, everybody. I'm doing really good. I'm excited. You know, a little behind the scenes, we so whoever's streaming, usually we can't see them until the show goes live on Twitch <laughs> for whatever weird glitch reason. So I was wondering, like, I could see what, you know, Ironheart was looking like today. I could see what Dr. Heels looks like. I was wondering, I was like, is Deustin wearing his purple shirt? I don't know. No. We'll find out when the show goes live. <laughs> yeah. And it's all I've been thinking about and waiting for this entire time. So no purple I got shirt. Answer. Not today. Yep. Not today. Not today. But yeah, guys, tonight we are going to be talking about uh, does secular music have a place in the church? If so, what is it? If at all, if not, should it just be kicked out and never used ever again? But before we get started, uh, we want to make sure that you know we, we center ourselves, that we're not just giving our general opinions, but we're actually coming under the authority of God and allowing him to kind of lead and guide these conversations. Uh, so we'd ask you guys to join us in prayer right now, even in chat, as Father Ironheart kind of leads us in that. So take it away whenever you're ready, man. Yeah, let's go. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, first off, so much for this opportunity to be here, to spend time together as as a community, diving into uh, questions that, that people have that we can address um, hopefully bring clarity, Lord, but but only clarity that, that you have directed um, in us and through us. Lord, I pray that you be with us today, that you bless our conversations, that regardless of the direction that this goes, that, that you would be honored and glorified through this all. And and ultimately, that, that those watching, if they don't know who you are, that they would come to know or at least grow closer to knowing uh, who you are in Jesus Christ and, and what that means for their lives. Um, God, we love you. We thank you for the gift of your son and his work on the cross and his resurrection. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 And for tonight's show, guys, uh, Dr. Heels is our gatekeeper. So if you guys have any questions, uh, any comments, anything you guys want to contribute, the way this usually works is we break the show down into sections. We'll ask a question that you guys can respond to and answer while we hear from these guys on the panel. And then, uh, Dr. Heels, if you at him with whatever your comment or question is, mm -hmm. we'll select some, whether you're on Mixer, Twitch, whatever it may be. Um, and then he'll read them off to us and we'll engage with it a little bit more. So feel free to just at Dr. Heels. He's in chat both on yep. Mixer and on Twitch. Are you Dr. Heels on Mixer too? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yes, or, I am. Yes. yes. <laughs> he doesn't even know. <laughs> He's like, uh, maybe. Um, Love you guys on Mixer. I forget you exist. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. No, that's not true. Actually, every time you go live, every time, I, I get a notification. And Ali Express is a notification, too. They're trying to sell me something. Ooh, deals under $19.99. One moment. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What so for tonight's show, guys, the question came in. If you guys have questions yourself, feel free, exclamation point, pads uh, in the chat. Or I think it is, that's what it is, right? Pad. <clears throat> feel free. Yeah. Pad. pad, yeah. Uh, in there, you can post your questions anonymously if you guys have anything that you really want to know but never wanted to ask. We're burning through these, so we're we're like on question like seventeen of of mm -hmm. a lot. So so uh, so yeah. So tonight's question was: Should secular music be a part when people gather for church? So this 
I feel is like a loaded question. It can be divisive in a lot of different ways. And so I kind of wanted to just start to get all of us onto the same page, chat on the same page, uh, on the same page by, by asking this simple question, first and foremost, what is secular music? Like, how do you quantify, how do you like categorize secular music? And so, uh, Iron Art, we'll start with you. Of course. Sounds fantastic. Um, <laughs> secular music, it's, and I've actually never even thought of it. It's like one of those words where um, you just kind of know and you've never having to, um, you never had to actually think about it. But but now as you know, as we discuss this this topic and this conversation, when I think about secular music, I think about secular in general is just like things that are absent of religion. Um, and so I'm, I, you can have secular, we think about it from a Christian perspective because we are a Christian community, but I think it also includes um, just the absence of religion in general. So uh, that includes absence of like other religions, like Islam and Hinduism and Buddhism and stuff like that. Um, and so at, at the bare at the bare level of it, um, Christian music would be you know music about the Christian God, and secular music does not include any of that kind of stuff. So that's that's where I would start with that. So if I'm um, hearing you right, your your summary is music that that is directed or at least talked about God or the church or something like that would be. Are, am I hearing you correctly? Say that one more time. So a song or music that is directed towards God or the you know Christianity as a whole would be Christian life would be Christian music. That's what you would categorize as Christian music. Yeah, and then at least in a in a broad brush for now, and then uh, secular music would be the absence of religion in general. Okay, interesting. We'll see. We'll we'll all have a turn, and I want to hear you guys. This, this is like this. <laughs> Yeah, this can be divisive a little bit, you know, of like based off of the type of church you come from. But we'll we'll keep we'll let everybody have a turn. So, Doctor Heels, what would you say? How would you kind of categorize? If somebody asked you, "What is secular music?" What? Um, okay. You, you know. Yeah. So I would say secular music is. Uh, I I kind of actually like the way got fussed over in chat. So I'm going to steal a little bit of that. Secular secular music would be devoid of a godly worldview, um, and I actually think that's a pretty good way to put it is that secular music would be made and i think it's sort of the intentionality of the music that if the intention like intention of like gospel or christian music should be to pro, you know proclaim god to give glory to give praise to god um so i would consider secular music music made more for the world for culture um with the intentions of basically furthering oneself rather than furthering god you know, like I feel like Christian music should be with the intention of praising, worshiping, and furthering the name of God. Whereas most of the time, secular music, and unfortunately, a lot of times Christian music, it's all about furthering oneself. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's sort of where I'd put it is, and I like that secular would be devoid of a, a godly worldview. So its focus would be, you know, on more cultural, worldly things, drinking, yeah. sex, drugs, all, all, you know, all the fun stuff. If it's about that, like, <laughs> not really stuff. fun stuff. Kidding, guys. <laughs> kidding, chat. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'd land. I think. Gotcha. So there's so there's an intentionality piece. I think so too. You know, like Ironheart exactly. said, like the aim of things you're talking, mentioning the intentionality of it. It's interesting. I feel like this conversation could go a million different ways based off of what chat wants to like pick up on here. But uh, yeah. Deuston, let's get yours next. What what would you kind of say to somebody 
you know, it, it is is Christian music even like a thing? Like, or are we are we using terms that maybe we shouldn't even be using? Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, <clears throat> so I I just googled the definition of just the definition of the word secular is denoting attitudes, activities, or other things that have no religious or spiritual basis. So kind of what uh, Ironheart was saying, just something that has nothing to do with God. Um, that could be like, you know, EDM, whatever. It has nothing to do with God. It's just beats and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we go by the definition of secular, something that has no religious affiliation, then that would be secular. Me banging on pots and pans mm-hmm. in the living room would be secular. <laughs> it would barely be classified as music. It wouldn't but, be music, okay. but <laughs> I'm making a joyful noise. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so there's that, but I, I don't think that's like the purpose of this conversation. But just to, right. to say that, that, mm-hmm. okay, so if, uh, so if we're not saying like using that definition of secular, but we're using kind of the one that we as a Christian community have adopted, like the connotation that comes along with secular music, um, music that is almost um, uh, God-hating uh, against Christianity or religion or anything like that um, is kind of the, the the picture that comes to mind whenever I think of the term secular, like as we use it generally. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's not really now I'm saying that as kind of a broad brush, like as a Christian community, just the, the general statement that we have. The way I personally think about secular music is just something that's not it's not praise and worship. It's not. Mm-hmm. on the contemporary Christian radio channel, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, anything else, you know, country, rap, whatever, just anything else. Uh, the, the, it doesn't matter what style it is, just um, something that is not meant to either uh, share the message of God in, in a very direct way or a very broad way. A lot of them, like we were saying, a lot of Christian music that would like barely be classified as Christian. Cause it just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, it's just kind of fluffy and, and whatever. <laughs> um, fluffy music. It's a new thing. Fluffy Shirt that. Music. Um, but, uh, and then there's, there's, you know, worship music, music that, um, we generally use to enhance our personal time with God in worship. Um, so that's, I mean, those are kind of the ways that that I'm thinking about these terms as we start this conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. That's where I'll start the conversation. mm -hmm. I think you're, you're bringing up something really good early off is like, there's more distinctions even within what we're already classifying, right? I think there's Mm -hmm. more than just the two categories of Christian music, secular music. And like, yeah, you guys are taking it already deeper. Like my, my initial definition of like what I thought of when I think like, how do most people classify like, well, this is secular versus this is obviously mm-hmm. a Christian music. And that's like, if it's licensed under like CCLI, like that's, you know, like if <laughs> right. it's under Christian yeah. radio, like does it like, and, and I'm not saying that that's a right answer or the, mm-hmm. you know, like way we should be talking about it. But I think the general consensus to most churchgoers is just like, Hey, if it's on like K love or like your local Christian radio station, like, yeah, it's Christian, which we'll get into and talk about a little bit more. But yeah, uh, you know, and, and, um, like, I like what Dr. or Dr. Deustin, I'm combining everybody. <laughs> Dr. Deustin, like with their fusion form, uh, there we go. what, what Deustin was saying here of like, how is there, you know, and maybe some of you guys want to comment on this too, but like the difference between even like that there's like Christian music 
but then there's also a difference. What is the difference between like Christian music versus like secular uh, versus like worship music? You know, I think Deustin kind of started talking about that. Mm. What do you think, Heels? Uh, okay, could you repeat the question? Sure. I was saying is what what is the difference between you know like Christian music and and worship music, or if there is oh, okay, even any yeah. At all. Okay, so this is a debate we have in our meetings all the time, um, yeah. and and it's it's because I mean song choice is so important to 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 worship, and and so sometimes we'll come back to our meetings and we're like, oh, that don't think that was a worship song. I think it was just more of a Christian song, and I would be the wrong person to ask. I can get Mrs. Hills in here, and and she would be able to sum that up. Um, I don't I don't know because I I find. I'm just I'm a terrible critic, so I feel like I could I can worship to about anything. I mean, you you mentioned God's name, I can probably I, I can worship to you know, I I could worship to Lecrae or something, but um, I, I don't know. I would say that the difference would be that that worship music is created with the intention for um what, what's the word like communal worship like for, yeah, corporate for worship. to be corporal worship. There we go. It's it's created with the intention of being sung by masses rather than sung by one. Um, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And that it's, it's actually written with a, a praise and, and a, a worship to God that we are giving God the glory. Whereas just Christian music may say the name of God, um, or it may be general enough that it could be your ex-boyfriend. We don't really know. Um, yeah. so like, I would say definitely the intentionality of what it was written for is the determining factor. And then if it actually can be sang in like, um, corporate worship. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wait, yeah, so, so are, are you saying that Christmas shoes is not a worship song then? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so so we kind of so there seems like there's this like I, I feel like it's it's like almost like this gut feel you know like it's so hard mm -hmm. to like for all of us to come to this agreement of like like clarifying the lines of here's what worship music mm -hmm. is but we all know when we're experience it and feeling mm -hmm. it you know and like. And even that of like, is the intentionality of, of using a secular song for the purpose of like, of, you know, worship or like being like, Hey, you know, like we're going to, we're going to talk about this more in the second section of this, but we'll, uh, we'll take it for a second. And, and what's chat saying? Does chat have anything, uh, heels? Yeah. Okay. So, um, crisis Cal up here asked the question. Let me scroll back up to it. Sorry. It says, uh, is there a distinction being made between Christian music being informed by secular styles? And secular music. So, is there a difference between Christian music that is being informed by secular styles and Christian music? For example, Christian pop versus secular pop. Yeah. Um, Shadow, you want to swing at that one? Sure. Yeah. You know, like, and, and with these like categories, again, myself, like, I feel like these categories aren't even really super helpful. Like, they they're somewhat helpful mm -hmm. to like define. Here's what we're talking about when we say these things. But in a whole, like, I don't really think music in general can be categorized as like what what makes something christian is that it's you know it's 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 given its life to christ it's seeking after to follow christ and it's like okay you can have music that is geared towards that but music in and of itself you know is just it's just that it's just music and so um i would think that let yeah like we should be able to be living in the world that we live in and the time that we live in like enjoy certain genres more than others or enjoy like how music has evolved and then mm -hmm. use that for the glory of God in a way that like honors God, that glorifies God, that like catches people's ears or attention. You know, like these are all good things that I don't think have to be viewed in like, a, well, we're allowing the world to taint the, mm -hmm. our worship. If anything, I would hope to see the day, I think chat kind of mentioned this, of like 
where where we have the most reason, the most inspiration to sing and celebrate and produce the best of the best music possible, and that the world would be looking to to you know Christian artists. I feel nasty mm-hmm. even saying that, but you know people who who have this inspiration to write and talk about God in this way of like, man, that's what like good music looks like, you know. But sadly, mm-hmm. that that's not the reality of where we live in. Um, right. Deuston, what do you think? Do you have anything else to add on to his question? Um, yeah, <clears throat> I, I think that's that was it. It's uh, music is just it's just that it's just music. It's just sounds. It's melodies. It's a lot of it comes behind or it comes a, a lot of the labels that we put on it come with the lyrics that are assigned to it. Um, right. What, what are the words? Are they are they praising God? Or are they talking about going around and you know, shooting old ladies in the head or something terrible, you know, it's like, what, what are the lyrics? What, what is, <laughs> I don't know. I just think of things. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what is, what <laughs> is the message of this song? Like it could be mm-hmm. like, you could have this, this song with like beautiful orchestra and violins and stuff and like have a horrible, you know, just spewing out hatred and against God and, and little old ladies for some reason. Um, in, in the lyrics, you know, uh, so it, it's a lot of it comes down to the lyrics in that. Um, but music itself, genres of music, the labels that we've put mm-hmm. on it, what we classify as rock or rap or country or whatever, you know, these are just labels that we've used to define the certain sounds of music. And I think like you're saying, I mean, we should use those different things to glorify God. <laughs> like, I think it's mm-hmm. awesome whenever I hear uh, all sorts of different genres of music being used to glorify God. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we, mm-hmm. I, we'll, we'll see where chat goes, but um, Kanye, his, his last album, that whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. that was a very different kind of genre. It is like almost its own little genre, that whole album. Right. Um, yeah. But like the message was made with, it, it was, it was designed with the intent to worship God and, it didn't fit any of the normal labels and Christian or worship mm-hmm. or whatever that we would normally associate with those lyrics. But um, yeah, it was just using gifts and abilities to glorify God mm-hmm. through music. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Good question. Any others that we have uh, um, in, Dr. Eels? Yeah, I just asked who in PAD is directly uh, in part of their church worship team now or at one time. So which you guys have served in worship? Yeah, yeah. So, which one of us uh, have any? Yeah. Have yep. you? Uh, I run sound, but sound. that's uh, I have no musical abilities at all. I'm <laughs> that guy that's ear, clapping off the whole time. <laughs> it's like it's basically a computer. I can work computers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, Deuston, you you've done worship too, right? Yeah, I've I've led worship and uh, sing and play bass. Cool, cool. Yeah, and I've yeah. led. Yeah, you know, I've been president of Moody Student Led Worship Department. And I've done. Most of most of my work, my churches that I've been involved in started with a worship position. Um, so yeah, that's probably what I have the most experience in of, of anything. Um, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then even now, that's awesome. still, still doing worship at my churches, at my churches, mm-hmm. at my church that I'm at now. Churches, okay. yeah, churches. All my campus around churches. Wait, you got a Monday <laughs> service? I'll come play. We used to go to we used to go to different youth groups. Like there was about four or five mm-hmm. of us. We'd bounce around to different youth groups and like play together. Like Monday through Friday, we that's were awesome. at a different youth group, and nice. it, was, it was fun. Helped out yeah. the smaller youth groups. That's really cool. Um, cool. cool. Yeah. Thanks for asking. That's a, that's a good point of reference to kind of know mm-hmm. like our history with worship because I really didn't grow like I got saved at 13. So it was like 2003 when I got saved. And so, 
you know, I didn't grow up with a lot of the older Christian music. It was like Chris Tomlin was like, you know, the thing that I came into. So I never really mm -hmm. knew hymns or, you know, anything. I, and so I grew right. up a little bit older and then went back and like learned those things. But so you yeah. didn't learn up with, or grow up with like days of Elijah and going to the enemy's camp and all that kind no. of stuff. No. no. Oh man. You no. missed you out. Sing it for us, Deason? Nope. Sing it. Sing <laughs> Help me. Sing. What, sing why do we have me. countdown songs? Why are you guys not leading worship for us for, for pad? <laughs> I don't, yeah. You're, yeah. If I could sing, I, I would do nothing but. Yeah. But God has not blessed me with that ability. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. He's like, he'll, I need you up. to do other things for me. And if yeah. I gave you the ability to sing, that's all you would do. You admit it yourself. I'm right. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You don't get that taken away. You don't get that. <laughs> Mine's with the Michael. What, what about you, Ironheart? Like, do you do anything with worship? A... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What? Do you do anything with worship? Anything? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, I I don't do anything with worship. I have zero musical ability. Um, I yeah, nope. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. So uh, that, I think that means Ironheart gets to do a solo for us one day. Yes. yes. Uh, I want a rendition of "My Heart Will Go On" from Titanic. <laughs> yes. The, only, per the only person I sing for are my daughters. That's it. <laughs> That's because my daughter's like, "Okay, Dad, ABCs or Let It Go." Oh. Like, All right. Yeah. See, my, my wife is in chat, and she's like, "Please, no singing." She knows. Because I'm, I'm not the kind of person that's ashamed to sing. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. And I will openly admit it, but I will belt out some lyrics. <laughs> there we go. We'll, okay. do, we'll, right. we'll do like, uh, what was the pentatonics? We'll just all lay down a different oh part. Gosh. And then we'll let, we'll let heels sing. Yes. We, y'all, we, we would lose all of our viewers yeah. immediately. <laughs> Everyone leaves jamming. Like the sound is broken again. <laughs> Pastors After Dark album dropping 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Featuring Kanye West. We, we digress. <laughs> Please. Featuring Kanye West. Yo, so he's actually, we're taking our youth uh, Friday to Gatlinburg for our conference, and he's going to be there at another conference. I don't know oh, why nice. he chose another conference or why we chose this conference, but yeah, that's unfortunate. One of you two are going to the good one, and one of you two is yeah. going to the bad one. We'll see which one's which. Yeah, yeah. The one we go to is actually really good, but the, the one he's going to, it seems pretty cool, too. It's, it's always there at the same dates. Oh, always wrong lyrics. You're still yeah. cute. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right. It is always wrong. Anything from our mixer friends as well? Uh, nope. Ike's was on mixer, but he jumped over. That's all I see. All right. So if we're all cut up, then all right. So we kind of like had these like defining parts where we've said, hey, like it's about intentionality. Like music is music. It's just a platform. You know, um, it, it's really like what what most people would classify as like Christian versus secular. Not saying this is right, but just how it's basically used is like. Like we've kind of come to the conclusion, is it on Christian radio? Is it classified under CCLI? And and there is this sub mm -hmm. section within it that we categorize as worship music that is intended for corporate music. It's easy for us to sing, like, you know, like people can get it after a while. Um, so moving on then to our second section here, the question that like, because the whole question was, should secular music be used when people gather for church? Mm -hmm. So let's kind of get to that second part. Now that we've classified what secular music versus like Christian slash worship music is. Um, can secular music have like, we all know it has some type of impact, but what impact do you guys see it having or it can have? Uh, is there a positive one or is it just, I mean, the way this question was asked was seem more like, hey, there, there's mostly negatives, but I kind of want to give everybody a chance to kind of share like what's the positive impact of it, if there is one or, or like what are the negatives 
to using music that that would be categorized as secular, you know, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Deuce, we'll start with you. We'll start on the other end. Okay. Well, we opened service this morning with the song about shooting the little old ladies <clears throat> to start mm -hmm. our service this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, up kick? What is yeah. happening? <laughs> I don't know. I just had to call back to that ridiculousness. Um, no, I, I mean, so like in in kids' church, I, I'm a kids' pastor and an associate pastor and do a lot of other things. But with our kids, um, I'll play, uh, I, ha I have this big, long playlist of all sorts of stuff. You know, there's there's lots of uh, kids, that, you know, Hillsong, Young and Free and whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, then there's a lot of EDM kind of stuff in there. And then, you know, there's a few songs that are just songs from Disney movies or, or stuff like that. That's not like it's not worship music. It's not uh, just meaningless music. It's it's music with a message that comes from something that they know, that they're familiar with, that they're drawn to, attracted to. Um, but it, it's right. obviously it's not anti-God or whatever. You know, if I turn on Beauty and the Beast or, or whatever, you know, some some song like that. Um, it's something that they hear, that they recognize, that they associate with a good, fond memory and feeling and whatever. And it's just, it's a, a happy thing. Music kind of, it sets a tone. It sets an environment. And um, so, you know, I use it a lot. Uh, and honestly, I've, I haven't really given much thought to to this ever before this question came up. Um, to Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should we be doing it? Um, but I... I think so that's kind of a specific uh scenario but like I'm, I'm trying to picture just main you know the whole body gathering for worship everyone coming in and then playing just you know some i don't know some random song that's that's that it doesn't fit it fits the secular label it's not uh anti-god but it's not christian or worship um I feel like Matt Foley doing these things or the Chris Farley <laughs> sketch that he did. Because uh, um, I just like, I realized I was doing them really hard like that. Not Christian music or, uh, and I, I really don't know. I've never done that. Our, no church that I've ever been a part of has done that. Um, has, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like the church that I serve at now, I've been at for uh, 14 years and we've, we've never done that sort of thing. I grew up in a, mm -hmm. a, a very large church in Houston. Um, and I mean, we, we did all sorts of stuff, very, you know, progressive and reaching lots of people and thousands of people and whatever, but I don't ever recall us doing that either. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's yeah. not a, 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 a reason we shouldn't or anything. That's just my experience with it. So I'm, I mean, I'm open to it. Um, yeah, I just, I think it would kind of have to be on a case by case thing and really put some thought into what songs and why, um, what's the purpose of it with all the, with all the Christian, Christian music out there, uh, across all these different genres, you know, there's a lot to pull from. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. for sure. I think, I think you're right on like as an example of what, like something I heard about, I think this was done like two years ago, but there was a church that I knew of is very like, seeker friendly you know like seeker church like and that's like a whole nother rabbit show we can get on but like <laughs> it was a seeker church that did this um they opened up their easter weekend with highway to hell you know like oh. that was like the opening song and then mm -hmm. like the message was basically the pastor being like get, sharing his testimony of like 
I was on a highway to hell, like, you know, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, does, does that outweigh, you know, negative of playing a secular song from, you know, a clearly not Christian band outweigh the impact that it could have in forming, you know, and being able to reach people, all, all of these things. So we'll, we'll keep talking about this chat. Feel free to jump yep. in at Dr. Heels for any of this, uh, but we'll yep. go on to Ironheart. Ironheart, what about you? How have you seen music, um, secular music, like impact the church, if at all? Like, do you use it? Do you guys not use it? Yeah. Um, I, in terms of, of do we use it, I can think of like, I can think of our youth group at my current church and my previous church before youth group starts. There's like a radio station playing or someone put together a Spotify playlist. And not all of the music is like strictly speaking Christian music. Um, and, and so there's secular music. It's family friendly secular music, but it's on there. Um, and so I've seen those situations, but that's usually like before youth group starts um, when students are just showing up and hanging out and playing games and stuff like that. And then I was at a church, I was at a conference this weekend and they invited us to, um, they invited us to be a part of their service. And I think as we're like learning about all the things that they're doing, uh, they, they said that they don't do it as much anymore, but sometimes before the service starts, they might play secular music over the speakers just to help because their church is so big it helps new people feel a little bit more comfortable something they're more familiar with um and it helps them be like okay this is this is an okay place i can stay here but their worship music like during worship time during the service never had secular music in it um and so those i think are are some important distinctions in that the churches that I've seen and experienced have never had secular music during a worship service. And if there is secular music in the building, the church meets it's before a service or like before youth group on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Like the intention and repurpose, you guys seem to both be speaking from like an environment, like feel of like, as people Mm -hmm. are coming in, like we want them to feel welcomed and, you know, possibly playing a song, not that like, you guys go off the deep end and nothing is off limits and you can play songs or curse words or whatever, you know, right. like, Hey, just mm-hmm. something just like, Hey, I know that song or like, that's catchy. Like, yeah, I, I'll kind of go next since we're just going down the line. But like one mm-hmm. of the biggest things for me that I see is like, is, is one, it should never just be like a one person's decision, especially when it comes to like corporate worship music, you know, it should be, Hey, this is a, a, a ministry that's with under the elders of our church or however your church functions and runs whatever the the governmental system that you have set up, senior pastor, whatever, elders, elder led. And and it should be like, how are we thinking about this and processing this as a group, especially if you're going to be seeing it Sunday morning and you're asking people who are coming to the church to to join in. Um, I think it's the reason why we have like some music that people would say is like simple is because we want people to sing. We want people to enjoy it. And, uh, and And we have to think of music the same way that like a pastor would think of like, any story, you know, or movie clip that they show. Like if it's not from a Christian film, like does it have an intentional purpose behind Mm -hmm. it of like, why are we sharing this particular scene from the dark Knight, you know, or this particular message from the lion King, you know, or whatever it may be, you know? And I think music has to be seen as the same way as like, is there a purpose that we are sharing lyrics? I think like an impactful way to use this, I'm not saying in a congregational sense, but even from like a sermon stance, is like, hey guys, like this is a really popular song that everybody sings. Like, look at what these actual lyrics are. 
Like this is what our world mm. values because this is what everybody enjoys listening to. And like using that to kind of like almost hold a mirror up to our society and world of like, here's what like the world sees as like valuable and important, you know? And for some of us that mm -hmm. we just like listen to passively and that, you know, we can be influenced by. And I think that in that way, it can be impactful. It can be super helpful to use when we gather together as a church um, in that way. Uh, but Dr. Heels, what do you have? What do you think on all this? You've gotten here, all three of us. Yeah, um, I'll just give my, my personal opinion and how I use it now. With that said, we've never used secular, what we'd, we would deem secular music in worship, That at least since I've been at the church. Um, we have used uh, songs like for series, like we did a, a series called, I think it was Time Keeps On Slipping, and we kind of used th that song. Um, and so we have done that. Now, for me personally, in, in like youth group, one sec, Siri, I'm, go away. Sorry, <laughs> Siri was talking to me. Um, Secular so, music on YouTube. Like, yeah, no, don't, don't. Um, but yeah, so for youth group in particular, I will pretty much never play secular music. Um, and, and my reasoning is not that I have anything against secular music, but it's because I want to introduce my teenagers to Christian music, what we would consider Christian music, so that maybe they'll ask me what the name of that song was or who sung it, and they'll leave, and they'll add that to their playlist instead of another... Um, you know, Beyonce song, right? Uh, like I want them to find out who Lecrae is, KB, Trip Lee. Like I want right. them to, the beautiful eulogy. I want them to, to be introduced to these Christian artists that, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge, uh, like I'm a huge, I have a huge belief, that's, that's the word, um, in, in a phrase that, that I, I kind of talked about last week called Geigo, garbage in, garbage out. So what we constantly put into ourselves is what we'll eventually produce. And so if we are only taking in hateful lyrics and, and um, secular lyrics and, and like if we're only taking that stuff in, that's eventually what we'll produce. So I, I try to introduce my teenagers to as much hip Christian music as I can. So yeah. even, if, even if it wouldn't be considered worship or, or godly, or not godly, obviously, I believe it's godly, but even if, you know, we may not love the artist or whatever, it still has to be better than listening to the Queen Bee, right? Like, I mean, it, it has to be better than than filling your mind with the the, the lyrics of a lot of culture's music right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually play a lot of NF and stuff. So, like, I still just, my main goal with youth group in particular is to introduce them to Christian artists that they might enjoy listening to in their day-to-day -day walk. Right. Um, no, for so sure. So, that, that's me personally. Yeah. And I think, you know, like when somebody tells me like, oh, all Christian music sounds the, sh the same, I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe like the most popular, like what you hear on the mm -hmm. Christian radio station, like, yeah, it can sound the same. But like, if you really like enjoy music and look like mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good, I won't even say that their music is Christian, but like they're, right. they're Christian people who write beautiful songs about God, mm -hmm. like the way the right. psalmist would, like, you just have to like, look in the genres of music that you like, look on YouTube. There's a lot of people trying to make it and make beautiful, beautiful music onto the Lord, you know, and are inspired right. by God. And, and, you know, like, again, this is something we haven't even really touched on. And I want to get to chat because I know they're, mm -hmm. they're having uh, things to yep. say too, but like, like a, a, a band like Lifehouse even like, they're not a Christian band, quote unquote, they're all Christians mm -hmm. and they write mm -hmm. songs and like, they have one of the most impactful songs I think I've ever heard, you know, with everything, you know, like that is a beautiful song. That like I know people that's considered a secular song that I've I've used before in worship just because it's like such a powerful song. God, you're everything, everything, everything. Like, yeah, you're all I want, you're all I need. You know, like that they're it's such a powerful song. Oh, like yeah. to me, I'm like, I would use that over any any like 
regular you know worship song too because it's, it's a really good song um yeah but, it's super yeah, old is, but it still wrecks me <laughs> to this day yeah exactly <laughs> like every time i listen powerful. to it i'm right. like oh yeah it's an awesome song and i mean like think yeah. about that that song that we were playing before the show started you know it's screaming Weird. crazy like super mm-hmm. hard crazy but the lyrics of the songs by for today are oh my goodness solid they're so, so solid, solid. <laughs> they're incredibly god honoring and, and just very good yeah um okay let's let's jump over to chat for a little bit because we kind of covered a lot of stuff so heels what do we got going on what are people saying yeah so we use uh or sorry i was reading a little reading question we have a couple questions um first i'll jump over to mixer ike asked as pastors can you promote in a formal church gathering secular music as worship music um so would any of you say that you you would promote it Mm. promote secular music in a worship setting in a worship setting as worship as worship as worship Uh, if i'm yeah as worship music as i'm understanding the question i think i mean if you think about what we just said Mm -hmm. the lifehouse song is technically didn't we say it was technically a secular secular. song yeah they're not Mm -hmm. classified as a christian band so i mean in maybe like very very rare instances maybe but for the vast majority, I would say no. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. What do you say, Dustin? Yeah, same. I mean, it, they, for the most part, <laughs> no. But I can't, like, imagine, you know, all right, everyone, let's all stand. Let's lift our hands. Let's clap. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, worship God to Brooks and Dunn or, you know, some <laughs> stupid thing. Like, yeah, but but something like that, I mean... That there's a purpose, there's a message, there's a God honoring purpose mm-hmm. in that song, and the lyrics support that. So, yeah. in very rare cases, I would say so. From the mm-hmm. pulpit, I'll be like, everybody, grab your phone, open up Spotify or Apple Music, <laughs> everybody, download Hootie and the Blowfish's latest album. <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> but there you go. Um, no, yeah, I I think it's it's. I would never really recommend an artist, but I would maybe sometimes because I do believe like Scripture shows like. You know, in Nehemiah, the building of the wall, you see that God comes into to every, like, the Holy Spirit resides and gives these skill sets to every man. We have to believe, right? Like, as Christians, it, it would be wrong to assume that any gift or talent that anybody on this earth has is not a gift from God, right? So mm-hmm. they have these gifts that are inherent to them that, you know, they've either worked really hard to perfect in a really good way or they've just been naturally gifted to use music, their voice, their fingers, whatever, their hands to produce this music, right? And and they've just wrongly intended the message of who it points back to. Most of it points back to self when it should be pointing out to God. But even still, I think God can use and redeem music. Um, and one of the songs that I always think of that is clearly secular, like this guy's song is, all of his other songs are about women or sleeping around or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, Justin Timberlake has a song called Mirrors. And it is one of the most like theological, like if you go into it with the mindset of like, man, this is like secretly like a message to God, like, like this can be intended for God, you know, and like the struggle that he has with this back and forth is clearly a message that he is like struggling with, with, with mm-hmm. relationships. But this is like, can speak to a believer in this amazing way, in a good way. Um, and so, yeah, that would like be a specific song, but I would never recommend like, oh yeah, just go listen to Justin Timberlake all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Okay. So we have another question. Let me scroll back up it's from finished. It is is um I like the name he says yeah i love that name i was there when that name was created 
Um, so it's uh, one of my old churches did play a secular song every week that matched the topic of the message. But here's my takeaway and why I left the church. If it does not glorify God, it should not be in the church. Uh, would you guys like to respond to that? I'm sorry. Could you start again? Because when I, I lost track and went on a random thought bubble when you yeah. said I was there when that name was created, I was like, you were there uh, at the cross, like when Jesus <laughs> yeah. was in the spin. I was there. How old are you? No, no, okay. And okay. were you friends with Ken back then? Finished, uh, finished name was to tell us that, and he was in my chat and we were like thinking up names. And I think Duff actually came up with that one. Is that right? Finished. Uh, um, yeah. So, okay. That's what I was meaning. Not at the cross. Um, okay. One of my old churches did play a secular song every week that matched the topic of the message, but here's my takeaway and why I left. Uh, if it does not glorify God, it should not be in the church. Um, hmm. would, when you guys like to respond to that, um, so I, I think it's interesting because I used to work with a guy um, whose like son-in-law led worship, and they did that exact thing. Um, and I, I don't know. This isn't my best topic because I don't listen to a lot of music, like Christian or secular. Like I, I if I have headphones in, I'm probably listening to a podcast, um, and that's just my my preference. But like I'm just I'm not a huge fan of, of most secular music anyway. So I don't know that I love that idea, but I do, I guess, if it is, as we, we already used the term, seeker-friendly church, if you're yeah. trying to reach people who are not accustomed to church, like, I remember uh, a lot of people hate on, like, modern modern Christian or modern worship music, um, but I remember that was one of the most refreshing things whenever I came to the church I'm at now. Like, when I came not, and I was a non-Christian, one of the most refreshing things is I didn't have to pull out a hymnal. Nothing against mm -hmm. hymnals, I just didn't understand what they were. Right. Um, as a non-Christian. And so it always felt a little weird to me. And so like the worship leader walked out with flip-flops on and a t-shirt and he led, I don't even know what he was singing. But I'm sure it was like Hillsong or Bethel or something. And yeah. I, I, I know everything going on with them, but it was very refreshing to me as a non-Christian to hear music that sounded like something that I liked. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's just my perspective, but I'm still not a huge fan of secular music, especially in like the worship set. But yeah, uh, what, no, what do you guys I think? Yeah, I think, again, it goes back to, like, what is the vision of the church that you're going mm -hmm. to, right? And as someone who, if you're in America, like, you have that option. There's, like, depending on how big your town is, usually at least two to three or four churches in the town that you live in, let alone town next to you or whatever, that you can kind of hear and ask and go, like, hey, what is the intention? What is the church working towards? And sometimes, <laughs> you know, one church is going to have an emphasis and feel called to do a certain type of ministry that another church might not, you know? Like we said with secret churches, like for them, they feel maybe like, man, God, you've really equipped us with a younger staff or whatever. And we want to reach like the unreached. And so if we can utilize this music in a way that glorifies God and can tie back to a message, does that necessarily make it wrong? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's the wisest thing that you can do or should do regularly on a weekly basis. Cause I think then it even in an effectiveness kind of loses some of its luster, but is it is it wrong? Is it sinful? No, but just because something's not sinful doesn't mean you should should do it all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, so it's it's a little hard, but I would say like yeah, if if you just felt like had a consciousness of I forget who asked the question, but or it is finished, right? If, mm -hmm. they, yeah. if they're like, hey, our conscious just like I can't be around that because of you know my upbringing or like what that song reminds me of, you know, I think that it's a very fine line that churches have to walk with that and be very cautious of like who could be listening to this song. And I think it's, there's wisdom in just avoiding it completely, but I understand 
just from working the practicality of working in churches for over 10 years, like why mm-hmm. someone could use it. I personally wouldn't do that, but I can kind of see and understand. So I, I would be on the fence more, but leaning at least more towards like, there's just wisdom to not use it at all. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, agree Ironheart, what do you think? I don't even remember where we're at. I've been looking at chat. <laughs> yeah, chat chat is taking an interesting turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, we could we could keep going with that unless Houston had what was, to respond to what was what was the question originally asked? Just so I can um, uh, so his, was, his Oh god. I was gonna say his old church used to play secular music that's tied to the uh message, like they do I think one song each week. Um and basically his his belief was that if it doesn't glorify God, it doesn't belong in church. Okay. I yes, um, I uh, yes. Uh, during during the wor- the worship service, one hundred percent yes. The only time that I would say that I disagree was my actually my current church did a sermon series on like four or five secular songs, and and I think Shadow kind of talked on this earlier, and that it looked at what the song was talking about, and it talked about mm-hmm. the values that the song had and what are. What are they clinging to in that song? And then what does the Bible say about those things? And went right. into God's word and said, this is why this is hollow and empty. This is why this is never going to do any good and blah, 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 blah. So they listened to the song so that people knew what the song was um, if they hadn't heard it already. Um, and so I, I think for a worship service, I think worship music. You know, there. I don't think there's a, a necessity to have secular music in a worship service. Um, but chats kind of uh, earlier was talking about like in in church. Okay, what is in church? Is it the building? Are we talking about worship time? We're we talking about just the building. Hmm. You know, yeah. earlier I talked about churches that have said in the past or at some point they've played secular music before the service starts when people are just walking in and talking. What about then? Does it have to be Christian music at that point, or or can it be family friendly secular music just to bring people at ease so they don't walk out the door right away, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that? So that part I'm a little more loosey goosey. That's more like a, a discuss topic than like a defend or die for mm-hmm. topic in my mind. Um, but in terms of the original question asked that we're on now, that's what I got. Yeah. And like I said, I think it always comes back to what is the vision? What is the church trying to accomplish and do? And even down to that, like the music that you're playing as people are walking in should have an intentionality to it. I'm not saying it has to be Christian or non-Christian, but just the intentionality to be able to have a purpose and reason to go. If somebody were to ask, if you do secular music and they go, why are we playing secular music as we walk in? People Mm -hmm. can go, hey, because of this. Personally, like I wouldn't do that because like in our vision of the church of like, Hey, we're coming in and getting ready, preparing our hearts to worship God. I don't want to like distract people from who are coming into that with like, Oh yeah. Hey, I know this song. Like I was listening to this last week or like whatever. Like I want to help people like be prepared so that when we actually start live worship music, like they're ready to praise God and worship him. Houston looks like Mm -hmm. he's been like preparing something over there. (laughs) He's He's ready. With it. No, He's ready. ready to pounce. No, I mean, really, y'all, y'all said a lot of awesome stuff. Um, 
It's like, uh, for, here's where wait, you're all wait, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's like, you said a lot. I think this is all right. A lot of wrong stuff. Um, <laughs> no, first, before I even answer, I wanted to say, I didn't realize it was finished it is. I read it as finished itis. Finished itis. And I was like, it's not a disease, Deustin. Well, I was like thinking maybe, you know, it's like a play on disease. It's a good thing. It's finished. I'm cured. I, I don't know. That's the way I was thinking of it. Finished itis. Uh, but anyway, yeah, sorry that I just had to get that out. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I can, uh, I, I would say it would, it would probably be best to be a rare occurrence, um, mainly used like in a sermon series or something for, to, to demonstrate a point or to drive a point home, um, but uh, I think a lot of what we've been talking about and where chat is going uh, is mm. really goes back to our very first Pastors After Dark episode. You remember it was all about what is the purpose of the church? What is the mission mm. of the church? Mm-hmm. And we started talking about, um, you know, being more inwardly focused, being more outwardly focused. And we talked about how different different churches are, are have different gifts and abilities and, and different uh, reach different people. Um, and how we may think one thing about a certain church or ministry or pastor or whatever. Um, but ultimately God uses those people that we may not agree with their methods or, or the ways that they, they do everything. Um, so it's, I think there's it. Well, let me say it this way. I think God can absolutely use it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. as a pastor myself, I wouldn't, um, uh, what's the word? I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't utilize it except in very rare cases. But I can see, I can see the purpose of it. Um, I, I yeah. don't think anything badly about it. it. I just, I wouldn't use it personally at at my church. Yeah. Except for in the, those those mm-hmm. rare kind of cases to drive a point home or or, or something like that. It's yeah, kind of because there's energy is. and things that you'd have to put into it to keep it to where, Hey guys, this is for this reason. Remember that, that you just don't find it as valuable or n- necessary for where your church is going or what you guys are trying to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. That was a long one. Thank you. Yeah. Finished okay. for that. The finished itis. It's going to stick like yeah. that forever now. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. What else All do right. we have? Will, uh, okay. There was another question. Let me scroll back up. Chat has went nuts. Um, so Kat asked the question, <laughs> if a song is not directly about God, does that automatically mean it's not glorifying to God? And if it's not glorifying to God, people would argue we shouldn't listen to it at all. Um, and that was a question. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave that open. Whoever wants to... You got a so shout If out? a song is not directly talking, speaking about God, does that automatically mean it's not glorifying to God? I would say not necessarily... Like, it's hard because I think there's like, yeah, you can have music, right? From a Christian mm-hmm. perspective where you can say like, they're looking at the beauty and nature of this world and going like, man, this is all awesome. Like God, you, you know, or speaking to like the nature of love and like anything like that. And I think you can, you can connect that back to like, man, like this person really spoke beautifully and elegantly about this particular aspect of nature of life of beauty of growing old of like you know having kids whatever it may be you know and we can take that and be like thank you god like 
you have given this person a gift and a talent, just like we would with a, a movie or anything else that wasn't necessarily Christian and look at it, hear the message that they have of whatever like good thing that they're pointing to and be like, man, God, that's, that's like true. Like they did a great job walking me through a story or telling me, helping me cast this vision in my head of how beautiful your creation is. And I can turn and as a Christian, give glory to that thing, give like give glory to God for that thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I would say there are ways, you know, and, and even going back to the last question that he's kind of said, I didn't mention this, but you know, because they used it, does that mean, because they use secular music, that means it doesn't glorify God. Well, I don't think that's the case. If they're pointing it back to, or using it in a way that says, Hey, we, we look at this because we want to glorify God or, you know, and, and reevaluate why we're looking at things. I think that's super important. Um, so I'd say, yeah, there is a way where you can take these things, these, things that really aren't for or against God, they're just music, and turn it to go, man, God, we praise you because like, you've allowed us mm -hmm. to have really good sounding music, you know, and, and think about it in a way, biblically. What do you guys think? Agree with me? Disagree with me? No, I mean, I, I do. I think I agree with you. I think there's, you can, you can have a song that does not, um, sorry, I've been in between listening and then reading chat, and, and it's not a great combination right now. Um, so yeah, I think there, you can hear secular music and understand a, a, a godly mess. You, you could, I mean, almost worship to it, even if it doesn't necessarily talk about God or Jesus. It's one thing my, uh, my wife says all the time is that she can, she can feel the presence of God in, in some songs, even if they're not directly talking about him just by, I don't know, maybe the, the way it, it, it makes her feel or, or what, I, again, I don't listen to a ton of music, but I, I mean, I think I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, because I think there's a ton of music where, like, even if, like, we know, like I said, this goes back to the building of the wall in Nehemiah. Like, they built mm -hmm. it, and some of them with selfish intentions of just wanting to keep themselves safe, but it was used in a way by the people of God to, like, be like, man, God, you've allowed these gifts and talents to happen. And even songs that are, like, written about relationships, boys and girls, whatever, like, mm -hmm. you can still, like, there, there could be, like, deep theological, profound theological truths in them. Where you're like, man, like this guy, I know he's talking about a girl, but like this really speaks in a way that no other song has. So right. like the relationship that I have with God of what I want, but like I'm not doing or whatever, you know, like, like I said, mirrors is, is in my mind, a good example of, mm -hmm. of that. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Ironheart? I'm just... um, by the way, um, if anyone has a question, make sure to at me. Those are the only ones that I'm covering. Um, just sure. if anyone new has come in, make sure it's at Dr. Heels uh, with your question and we'll cover it. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I've, I, I'm sh just like watching chat. <laughs> I know that the chat I is the show. Right chat just to, just to make sure I stay on top. Just to focus. I, which is like, I should have done that, but here I am. <laughs> I'm the He's like, but I'm, I'm just, too far in. And I'm, I'm just like, throwing. I'm like sucked in and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> a reminder to chat. We had a whole two-hour conversation about exactly what y'all are talking about already. Mm -hmm. Our very first episode. I don't know where it is. It's on a Spotify it's podcast Spotify. or something. It's on Spotify. Podcast. Check it out. We talked about the whole thing. The exact things y'all are saying. We we talked them mm -hmm. all out. Uh, yeah. Dirt. A while back. So it so everyone should just stop chatting right now and just go listen to <laughs> that just, one after this. It's, it's just Pull funny. it up on another tab. and Yeah. Right. So like I wanna I wanna respond I wanna like be part of chat but I'm like no we are I already talked about this we, we talked about this and if we go back to past things yeah some things will be worth going back to but yeah. at well, the moment 
We're talking about should Kanye <laughs> play his music on Sunday morning? There you go. But he's closed on Sunday. He's closed on <laughs> Sunday, so nope. It's, it's the best song of the album, just saying. Well done. Well done. So I I I honestly don't to this question. I think you guys from yeah. what I've heard so far pretty much I covered it. So mm-hmm. so there in to capsate that whole thing. There are some things that are just things that exist that we can take and redeem and clean up and use in a way that glorifies an God, that we can look at, listen to, feel, touch, taste, and go, man, God, thank you for creating this that speaks into my life a way that nothing else has. There are other things like, I, I can't think of, like there's no, there's no good porn ministry, right? Like you can't take a porn <laughs> video and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this for the glory of God. Like, And I think there's also <sighs> music where it's like clearly, completely, mm-hmm. you cannot redeem it in a way that's like, you know, like, yeah, this is God honoring to listen to, like, I don't know. We're, we're on, I know we're like not family friendly right now. So I was going to like name names of songs that like I just know of because they're popular, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like anything from like, I don't know, you know, like there, there's just music where if it's like very explicit, if it's very whatever that you can't, there's no real way that you can, you can't like fake, like, oh yeah, I'm listening to this for the glory of God. It just right. doesn't work. But. Right. Yeah, it's true. All right, what else we got? Um, excellent question. Seems like there was something that came in on Mixer. Hold on. Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, Ike said, uh, intentions of a church will always be exposed and vulnerable, and that's where the corporate church would be a little more strict and maybe a worship night where other music that is glorifying to be used. So maybe more of a statement, but do you guys uh, agree? Yeah, I think, I think that's reasonable. I mean... Um... I'm, re- I'm reading it just to make sure I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think on a corporate Sunday, being a little bit more focused and strict on what kind of music you play is appropriate. But then having like an extra night where it's it's not necessarily a church service; it's it's a it's a time of worship, and and so there's not that clear definition of like what should be put in that spot. Um, someone could go to an instrument instrumental solo mm-hmm. and right. God's not mentioned once in that, but that could still be a worship experience mm-hmm. um, for the person doing it and the people listening and appreciating the music that God has given the musical talent that God has given that person and, and mm-hmm. all that. Um, so yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think that we're basing a lot of the, uh, the the requirements of worship on the song i believe worship is a lot more about the heart of the person worshiping right yeah mm-hmm. right like i think someone whose heart's in the right place can worship to to a secular song and and see god through it i mean same way when we read um you know david he sees god in everything he sees god in the rocks he sees rock, god in the building he sees he sees god in everything like he looks at sees and touches right and depending on where our heart is where we're going to see god some people can listen to the the greatest hymn of your opinion and not see God in it because their heart's not in the right place. Right. So I mean, I, I would put the the requirements of worship maybe more on on the person and the, the heart. Um, and a lot of times our heart needs to be worked on before before we're going to be able to worship. I mean, it, right. if I'm honest, I've been in both places, unfortunately. Yeah. That's that's true. I mean, you could be in like uh, an awesome worship 
uh, service, you know, the everything's just perfect. The, the perfect songs with lyrics and everyone, all the band is playing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Everything's just perfect. And your heart could be a thousand miles from God and you're just, you're oh, yeah. not, you know, worshiping at all. You might be going through the motion, singing the song, you know, whatever, and, but mm-hmm. you're not worshiping. And then right, there could exactly. be, you know, some guy who looks at a, a skunk, you know, and sees, you know, this glorious creation of God and, and worship God because of the creation. I see a smelly, ugly cat thing, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's all, yeah, it's all in how we view things. It's, it's a lot of it is, is in our heart. That's, that's a great example, Dr. Hills. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the moment, that's all I have okay. from chat. If we want to carry on. Cool. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Um, Dr. Or that. That's my name. Um, Ferris said, isn't worship a state of heart rather than music? Exactly. And that's yeah. what I would agree with that. I think it's, yeah. It's a great way to sum up everything yeah. I just said in one sentence. Thanks, Ferris. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. <laughs> Ferris <laughs> is like, I pay attention. I pay attention. That's exactly right. I pay attention, guys. Can we all just agree? I like, I haven't really looked at chat. You know, like I have it, I have the tab open, but it's like mm-hmm. minimized right now. Can we all just agree? I don't even know what the, the argument or conversation or whatever anything is. The worst thing anyone could ever do ever is take a secular song and put Christian music lyrics to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's Wait a minute. never as good as You don't like, like apologetics <laughs> with an X. <laughs> when I was a new Christian, I really dug that stuff. But uh, yeah, and I, I agree now. I agree now. <laughs> like it's, it's very, it's so corny. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like just I write, agree. just be inspired, write a new song yeah. and just take like whatever the one beat or two that you really like from that song and... <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we're caught up on chat. Okay. Cool. So let's let's kind of like go over some concluding thoughts here. Uh, like, where where do you guys land? Like, then as we've kind of defined what secular music kind of is, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about the impacts that it can have in the church, both positive and negatively. Where do you guys kind of like land with this? Should secular music then be used when people gather for church? Just flat out answer uh, the question. We'll start with you, Doctor Heels. In my opinion, no. I just and and I may be one of the unique people that doesn't. I, I know Cat doesn't like or like Christian pop and stuff. I am a horrible critic. I love everything and everyone. Um, I'm more like Jesus. Just no, just kidding. Um, but I, I do like. <laughs> I'm a. Ter- I'll tell you a hundred times. I'll watch every movie on the face of earth, and you, there may be one that I don't like. Um, I'm just not a good critic. So I love most music, and so I just there's enough good comparable christian music that i don't see why we have to send people down the rabbit hole of secular music and where it's going to lead because it doesn't matter i mean it it doesn't matter if you're listening to a secular artist and they have one good song you pull that up on spotify the following songs aren't going to be good right so but if i send you on on the kb route it's mostly going to be christian artists and i I feel like that's gonna be more fulfilling Um, but again my my opinion i also don't listen to much music i'm not the greatest source for this yeah I'll go last. Yeah. I'll, I'll say my own. Uh, okay, okay. So we'll go with you next. So I think if I were deciding whether or not to play secular music in the church that I'm ever at Ever again. If you could ever again, again play it, for all. or just, yeah, or never have it again. I would say no. It's not, it's not necessary. I think the, there might be some good intentions for people that want it, but I think it's just not necessary, and I think it causes more complications than good. Yeah. Okay. And then Deucin. Yep. I'd say the same thing. If I if I just had to give a yes or a no, no. Um, but like we talked about earlier, I think in 
there's very, very like specific, rare use cases where, you know, you could take one as, as a point, um, you know, to drive a point home, but as like a, a worship song or, or something like that. No, um, it, it's, I, I like what you said, Ironheart. It's not necessary. And what you, I, I really, I like what both of y'all said. I'm going to combine them into one thing and make an answer out of both okay. of answers. <laughs> it's not necessary because there is so there are so many other good Christian alternatives to choose from nowadays from any genre. Um, really mm-hmm. like actually good stuff. Like in 1998, no, there wasn't. <laughs> but now there yeah. is. And um, so yeah, it's it's really it's not necessary. Yeah. But you can have like whatever kind of feel or vibe or atmosphere mm-hmm. that you want with Christian artists and a Christian message. So yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think there's definitely wisdom in what you guys are saying. I think um, just because it's not necessarily sinful or wrong all the time, I, I just think it's a very hard line to walk. And I think churches have enough, uh, you know, already more than enough to deal with in terms of like trying to do the things we actually can very clearly see that the church is called to do, that this is just like an area, unless you really have a heart and feel the Lord is really calling you to be like a seeker type of church like i don't think this is a battle that you really should need to put a lot of effort in that most churches shouldn't put a lot of effort into um just because of where it can lead and what it can lead down um so i think there's wisdom in just being like hey we're gonna like it's not that we don't acknowledge that this music exists but like for the most part sunday morning gathering Mm -hmm. no if you do like a daddy daughter dance and you want to play disney movies or disney music like sure because you have a bunch of seven-year-olds in there that want to dance to let it go or whatever you know like okay but outside of that no yeah disney's my jam disney's my (laughs) three-year-old all right any other questions that were Um, asked in chat i thought so wait yeah i think ken asked one yeah so ken asked can a song be played in church to then show how the real world misses the mark oh so using it like as an example um I mean, my church did that. Like I shared that earlier, my church actually did that and had like a five-week series on here's a song. This is what they're talking about. This is the hope that they're clinging to, the desires they have, and this is what Scripture says and and why it's it's so fleeting and almost and almost sad. So yeah. it can be. My church did it. Well, right. it would have been my choice, but my it, it, it was a good series. So, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like I said, I think it's a good way to show the values of like what is the world, the current status of the world, seeking as value, and what is the underline of there, what they're really looking for and after that mm-hmm. can really only be fulfilled and found in Christ. You know. Um. Okay. Was that the only only one? Yes. Oh, the only oh. ones that I am tagged in. Um, oh, wait. No, no. Okay. So Rain just tagged me. Um, okay. No. Okay. So, okay. Let me figure out how to talk again. Okay. So, no secular music in a church service, but when reaching out to the lost during evangelism. Um, what would that look like? I mean, my, like, what I would think of is like if you're, if you have a gym in your church and you're doing like a basketball, you know, like pickup game night, like, you have to play Christian music? Not necessarily. Like, I think you can find, like, again, using the term Christian is so bothersome to me, but you can find good music 
without it. But like, if you put on just, I don't know, things that everybody knows, it's funny, like in my mind, what gets appropriated by the church based off of like the era that people grew up in. Cause like, I know in churches I've been a part of, like they play secular music that was from the eighties that, you know, they just are like, Oh, well, we grew up with this and it, music wasn't as bad as it is today. So this gets a pass versus like music nowadays that like all sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like for something like that, that would be fine. What do you guys think? Yeah, with that specific mm-hmm. example, actually, of the pickup games, that's uh, we used to mm-hmm. have pickup games every Tuesday night for a couple of years in our gym. And uh, man, we, we'd have, you know, 20, 30 guys from, you know, 17 to 27 yeah. or something in there. And I was the old man and I had to try and keep up with these guys who were a foot taller than me and 10 times better than me. And I got good from playing with them. But uh, yeah, that's what we played. I mean, we, well, we played like, you know, NF, Tripoli, stuff like that, Lecrae, whatever. We we played that kind of stuff, just loud, turned up the subs, had fun. And, you know, over time after them here in a playlist of, you know, 50 songs or whatever in here, they looked forward to it. They liked it. They asked who these people were and, and they started listening to that stuff some. So I mean that that was kind of a cool thing that we were able to like put a tool in your mm-hmm. hand. Hey, here's a better alternative. Check this stuff out. You like it? Uh check it out. So that that was kind of a fun way to do that. Um mm-hmm. yeah. So which kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, there's so many alternatives, so many Christian or, you know, God-honoring alternatives now. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way with the mm-hmm. Christian music, you know, keep using that that term. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, so that, that's what we did. It, yeah, I know yeah. it is. In this discussion, it's <laughs> we kind of have to yeah. use it. You have to just as like a clarifying of what type of music you're right. talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you guys. Um, we did a similar thing with like pickup basketball games and stuff like that. Um, I still just typically throw on like a Christian rap playlist, but I also just don't listen to a lot of music, so I wouldn't even know what secular music to choose. Like, I'd put on a song like, yeah, I heard this dude's pretty good. Whoa, what did he just say? Like, (laughs) it would not be a good combo for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I would just typically just choose the stuff that I'm familiar with or listen to a playlist built by someone I trust. Um, Like, there's a Christian hip-hop playlist built by another youth pastor that he uses during his services, and I typically just play that playlist. Yeah. Because I I trust his his opinions. Or we've done, like, daddy-daughter dances at our church before, Mm -hmm. and, like, one section that we did... Where we've had just like goofy songs like the Macarena or oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, Clearly, that's... those aren't Christian songs, you right. know, like they're just goofy, fun songs that everybody knows. Or we did like a name that tune, and so we had music from like the 80s or you know, even like current music, you know, for the kids that they would really know if they were because again, like the audience of people you're bringing in that you want them to mm-hmm. participate and have a good time. And so, if you play like, like Ken said earlier, like Jars of Clay, like <laughs> Jars of Clay's second album, third track you know like everyone's like what the like, right. no seven-year-old's gonna know what that is you know mm-hmm. so yeah so, so yeah so you play disney songs you play you know justin Bieber, like whatever like just like a small right. five second clip of it and then everybody freaks out because the kids actually can participate and know mm-hmm. what it is and it's just an, an outreach evangelistic thing yeah you know? right. yeah and I, I mean i definitely agree doing stuff like that like i don't i don't know what christian music you have that you could have it like a daddy daughter dance yeah I did, but but yeah, like stuff like that. I def, I mean, I definitely get. I guarantee I, I anyone Stephen Curtis Chapman walking her home <laughs> will be on there <laughs> as a slow song. Right. Oh man. Okay. So so Chad is Chad does not want us to end. Um, they they throw out a bunch of questions for us <laughs> okay. now. Okay. 
Um, so let me scroll up to the last one. All right, I got Reigns. All right, so Finished asked, if the artists lyrics are Christian, but their background slash theology is completely wrong, do you still listen, support them, especially in a church setting? Ooh, so the, this kind of like yeah. goes back to our old episode of like Corey Ashburn, you know, of like oh, yeah. reckless love, you know, mm -hmm. type of thing. But Ironheart, were you going to say something? Sorry. I mean, what is what is meant by Christian then at that point? I mean, if, if their theology is completely wrong, and you know, uh, other other things are incorrect. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then then we start questioning. Like, uh, I think in, if you're gonna look at it from that case, you have to look at it from like a a song by song basis. And and I mean, in a church setting, you got to be especially careful too. I just I I can't I can't I feel like I have a hard time tangibly thinking about it because I can't think of any examples and I and I remember seeing this question and then they talked about a lot of the hymns and a lot of the people who wrote the hymns yeah ended hymns up, were like uh, written in bars mm -hmm. like you know well the, and then, not a Christian setting yeah, yeah, yeah we and, hold them and so, up as this like let's just sing hymns all day every day and it's like well, yeah right so it's like I don't know I I, I can't tangibly think of this question um and like what it actually looks like i mean it, you just i feel like you have to look at the song and what is the song saying mm -hmm. and and if you, you're like oh i think it's communicating this but you the artist and the artist is like no it's actually this then maybe you should not use that song just mm -hmm. because it could cause issues and it's not worth it um but that's i mean that's my initial thought mm -hmm. houston what do you think <laughs> Also, Finnish kind of added, uh, he did say not to start a huge debate, but like Hillsong, for instance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's good. Good clarify. Um, yeah. I, I like what Ironheart said about it being, it being kind of a case-by-case -case thing. Like if we're looking at using this specific mm -hmm. song, what does this specific song say? Now, when it, anytime like we do a worship song, we don't have this big, long disclaimer before we do every worship song. Now, this was written by so-and-so, and here's what they believe, and we think you should follow them or... Make sure right. you don't listen to anything else by these people, but this song's okay. You know, we just take that song, and this is a good song with a good message, good theology. Let's sing it as worship unto God. Um, so that, that's that's kind of where I would land on that one, I think. Yeah, and I think kind of going back to what we are saying, like there's two big things with this. Like one, unless it's a song that just like literally is the Psalms, which I know there there's people that have done that. They just put music to the right. Psalms, so either they've wrapped it or you know, just sung it in a way that fits a beat like that or, you know, like Jesus literally, but, you know, like, but even the psalmist, we don't know how to perfect theology, you know, they had mm -hmm. enough inspired in that moment to like say that, but, but we never want to affirm that the psalmists were these perfect people. So you can't even accept that. Like literally unless it, it with these qualifiers, right? Unless Jesus wrote a song, you know, like then, then everybody would, everything would be disqualified because <laughs> none of us have a perfect theology, you know, of all things like, Scripture says we see things in a dimly lit mirror, you know, in a dimly mm -hmm. lit, you know, mirror right now. Like one day we will see fully clear mm -hmm. in Jesus and all his perfection. So yeah. with that, like, I think there is enough, there should be grace in that one, first of all. But secondly, also like when it comes to music, like we have to remember music is art and mm -hmm. art affects us all in different ways. You know, it's mm -hmm. why some people like the last Star Wars movies, you know, and as wrong as they are, like <laughs> there are other people, you know, that, that didn't I like it as much, but it moved them. Mm -hmm. 
in different ways because it's a it's a medium it's it's an art you know and so i I think that's okay we talked about this and covered it a lot more with the reckless love of god thing um but to say hey this is like regardless of who this person is or what they've gone on to do like god clearly like inspired them or or gave them the ability to write this song and put these lyrics in a way that like resonates with me and helps me grow in my relationship with god closer and whether or not that person like ends up you know like uh you know like not deconverting but basically like what's the term i'm using trying to think of uh like uh walking away from the lord or or anything like that like doesn't know like what they did you know or if they mm-hmm. fall short of the glory of god and they sin or they you know like have an epic moral failing like that doesn't take away from that god used them in that moment to write a decent song and so um in that can you have that yes and i think that's why it's important to have worship pastors and you know worship directors who can help lead on sunday morning the mm-hmm. congregation of like here's why we are singing this song whether it's a hill song you know like specifically speaking of hill song like Maybe Hillsong, you know, they might have some weird theology on some things and we shouldn't promote them as like, this is a great church that we want to be an example of and follow their theology, but go, man, hey, they wrote this like really good song that really speaks to like a heart and issue that people in the church seem to connect with really well, you know, and that speaks to the truth of this particular aspect of God. I've tried writing songs. It's really hard. And like to try to encompass a perfect theology in every piece of work is really, really difficult. Um, but emphasizing one particular thing about God or that he's inspired you with, so I think totally acceptable. That's my like long answer to that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think I would agree exactly with everything you guys are saying. I think it's a a definitely a case by case song by song basis. Um, I mean, it's hard to like rule out everything Hillsong's ever done because I mean, I like some of their songs and I feel like their songs do lead you into a worship. Like, I I mean, it's hard to just say, and I don't know, some of you guys probably do, but just based on who it is, their their music is trash and you'll never play it. But I mean, I still think that that God speaks to people who even have bad theology and gives them a word. Because I mean, their songs are going to be heard by more people than, than most people's songs. Um, so if they have a platform, who's to say God's not going to give them a word and 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 give them a song that's going to reach a lot of people? So I don't know. I, I don't think I would rule out every artist. I would go by a, a song by song basis. You're so uh, okay. Is that where most of us landed? Landed. Aww. Finish loves so. or finish loves all of us. Oh, oh, we we, we love, love you. Finish. You know no one else do. said it. You. Okay. Finishitis. Finishitis. You'd right, be the disease I'd up. want. To... <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken wants to know if Shadow can sing Hebrew songs. Hebrew songs. There you go. <laughs> he didn't say anything specifically, but I just want to hear Shadow do it. Wow! Was that filler on the roof? Close. <laughs> That's always what I think. <laughs> okay. So, and then Cat asked, "Ooh, another uh, thing is, should we be putting Christian artists on a pedestal or hold them to a higher standard? For example, Lauren Daigle." Hmm. Um, Whoever I wants def- to. Uh, God, I'm gonna let somebody else because I I spoke a lot the last one. <laughs> oh, you're good. Okay. Uh, Deuston, you want to swing at it? Yeah, sure. I would say like the same thing as speaking for on behalf of pastors, please don't put anyone on a pedestal. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, please. Put, pe- put people on a pedestal, whether it's a Christian artist or a pastor or whoever, we are all people. We are people who have been called by God into different 
with different callings and, and offices of the church or whatever, or giftings or talents or abilities. Um, people mm-hmm. are people. People can mess up. People can do things that you uh, may disagree with. If you put people on a pedestal, you're just going to be disappointed. Because people, people yeah. aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. There's only one perfect yeah. one. So, yeah, uh-huh. I agree. I mm-hmm. think if anybody has to hold them to a higher standard, like it's they have to hold themselves to that higher standard, knowing yeah. that their music is going to impact people, knowing that it's going to be putting words in people's mouth that they're going to want to sing and that people are looking at them, not that they get big headed, but just try to hold themselves to that high standard, you know, that like God does even call pastors to, you know, mm-hmm. of like, hey, I need to be above reproach. I need to be trying to like make sure that I'm really trying to write really good, solid music, especially if I'm giving it for the Christian audience. Right. You guys want to follow up, Ironheart? Nah, I think you guys nah. nailed it. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'll go back to Ken's question. Um, so he he asked, can we or uh, can we allow the singing of Hebrew songs like Jewish songs? Um, Why? I'm not I'm not familiar with any Jewish songs, so I, it's hard for me to say. I don't celebrate Hanukkah, like Old Testament songs, <laughs> or can we need a clarifier for your question? Yeah, yeah. Can, can you clarify? One. Like, is I mean, wouldn't like most songs from like Psalms be like Jewish songs? I truly, I truly don't know. But like, Come sing, on, Ken. sing the Psalms Hava in Hebrew. Najula? Not in the Hebrew. Someone say that Jesus was a Jew, so why not? Yeah, they're songs. <laughs> I mean, again, songs. if it's it's what is the intention of corporate worship? And so, if you're singing a song in another language that people don't know or understand or like <laughs> can't really read, I don't think mm-hmm. it's the greatest idea for corporate worship. If you're doing like a one-off, like a special of some mm-hmm. kind, sure. But generally speaking, I think it's a little, yeah, <laughs> probably not the greatest idea for corporate worship. Not right. edifying, just yeah. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay, I would agree. And I think for the moment we're caught up on chat. What? Nice. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. We did it. All right, cool. Well, then, guys, it is that time of the night. If you have other questions, please feel free to keep asking Dr. Heels. We will address them at the end. But for the moment, we are going to turn the tables over to turn Father tables. Iron Face. Iron Face. So that he Iron Face. can give us the word of the day. What's the word of the day? <laughs> the word of the day? The word of the day is hello. <laughs> Love it. All right, so he's going to do our soapbox section. So if you guys will give your attention to him here and now, and you'll be listening. All right, chats. Hopefully everyone's doing good. I uh, So here's here's my, my soapbox today. It's nothing crazy profound, but I kind of want to spend some time unpacking uh, the the learning experiences that I had at a conference this weekend. The conference that I was at was up in the Twin Cities. Uh, Twin Cities in Minnesota, and it was focused on leadership and vision casting. And and my church sent myself as the associate pastor, a senior pastor, and then uh, nine other lay church um, people that were part of uh, the tech team, the worship team, part of the church's finances. Um, and, and everywhere in between. So we had a big group of people and we went to this conference and at this conference, they talked about vision casting and not just casting vision, but casting a vision culture. And what does that, what does it look like to have a vision culture at a church? And, and what does it take to establish a 
culture. And that if you try to make any changes, even if it's something tiny like reordering uh, service and like having announcements at the beginning instead of the end or whatever, people are going to freak out because people don't like change and they don't like uh, they don't like their their normal things thrown off. And so um, as we're as we're learning about vision and we're trying to figure out how can we establish a culture at our church and what can we do to do that and and to do that you need to get every single person involved in the church and you need to get people basically on your side of of the vision culture that you've established and so it it it's it starts with like telling your your core the the board or leaders in the church and getting them behind it and then and then moving to you know who do they oversee and who are the influential people in the church and how can they um how can you get them on your side with the vision culture and and how can utilizing that and 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 just going on so on and so forth when you're finally at the point where you're ready to announce it to the church like hey we're doing this change um People are asking, well, why didn't why didn't you we do this six months ago? Uh, and it was really interesting. It was really impactful because my my church, I was going to say that doesn't have a vision culture, but it has a culture. It just doesn't have vision. And as people are going in a thousand different directions, people are kind of doing ministries a la carte. Um, and there's no direction. There's no defined path that we should be taking. The The question of why are we doing things? hasn't been established and and like upon you know initial thoughts duh like this is what it is but but one person might think it's this and this and so you get going in a thousand different directions um and so as we're at this conference and i'm soaking this stuff in trying to figure out okay all this information from a church that's got thousands upon thousands of members across several campuses to my little church in Northeast Iowa. Um, I am like talking. So as I'm trying to soak that in, I'm people that came and, and the people that are specifically the, the gal that leads worship and she's, we're talking about worship and, and what that looks like and, and how we can do worship better. Not that I know anything about worship, because as we said before, I've, I have nothing to do with that. But just listening to her and trying to hear her ideas and, and talking about um, how do you let people go that are on the worship team that shouldn't be on the worship team because maybe they don't sing very well, but they haven't had the heart to tell them. Um, and, and I told her that I, I support your decisions with whatever you decide to do. Like I've got your back as your pastor. I support what you're doing. And, and, and she, she was, she kind of like was taken aback for a second. No one said that to me before at this church. Like no one said that they support me and my decisions as worship. And, and it was it was kind of a shocker and it was kind of a surprise that, that that hasn't been said before. And it realized that there's this disconnect that's been there because I've only been at this church for four months. There's been this disconnect between leadership and and 
and the, the, the lay leaders of the church. And it's just like, how can I, as a new pastor, how can I lead this church? How can I care for these people? How can I encourage them and love on them and for them and help them push forward in their ministries? And it, and it was, I don't know. It was, it was an eye opener. spending the time to do and 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 it's it's going to be easier once once we establish a vision culture and all this kind of stuff i can help push people in a direction not just all over the place um but realizing that like as leaders like if you're either a pastor that's myself heels deuced in shadow or if you're sitting in chat and maybe a, an elder in the church or if you're um a leader of a ministry or whatever um like you need to be encouraging the people that you oversee. You need to be looking at them and encouraging them and loving on them, and praying for them and helping push them towards Christ and showing that they're appreciated. Because if you're not, what what are they going to do? Like why why should they keep volunteering? Why should they keep being a part of the ministry that they're a part of? Because if I were were doing, if I were volunteering for something and I never heard a single positive thing, like that makes it so much harder to do it, and it, and people leave, and it just it was it was astonishing to me, and I and it, like there's so many volunteers that are like greet at the front door, the people that make coffee, the people that make coffee, <laughs> like for people like me and heels, like that's important. And we need to make sure that they're still coming back and we need to show that we appreciate them because volunteers need to be shown that they're appreciated. And so it was just a wake up call for me as a leader in the church. What does that look like? How can I care for the church? How can I help these, these people that volunteer how can I push them closer to Christ and encourage them and, and just show they're appreciated? Um, and that's something that I'm trying to be, it's something I'm trying to figure out, wrestle with that as a new leader in a, a church in a position that I've never held before. Um, and And one of my issues is that, and my wife tells me this all the time and bless her heart because I need that when I hear something new, about myself, something that needs to change, I tend to not just like take little steps to go towards that thing, but I like jump this, take these crazy steps and these crazy radical action plans to get things done. And then I get burnt out and I don't do things anymore. And so she's like, you need to slow down, <laughs> sir, husband, you're, you're excited. You're, you've got it. You're, you've got passion. That's great. Bring it back. Put, put better steps in place. And, and go from there. And so thank God for my wife, because I don't even know where I would be without her, but it's, it's interesting. It's just, it's hard to think about. It's thing that, that I'm wrestling with and working on figuring out. And so if you're, if you're sitting in, whether you're a pastor or a lay leader or the head of a ministry, or you just lead a small group or whatever it is, like let's let's work together and and share ideas and ways that we can care for the people that we oversee how we can show that we appreciate them the things they do and 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 push the church 
closer and and help them run faster and harder after Jesus. Like that's that's what I want, and and I need I I need help with that, and and I'm hoping that as as people in the church as as people that are listening here that we can do that together as people in GMA that we can come together and say, okay, we help each other do this, not just in GMA, but in our local churches um, and in our local settings. And maybe you're, maybe it's not in a church, maybe it's at your job or, or at your school or wherever you are working with other people that they're willingly choosing to be there. Um, so that's my soapbox. <laughs> um, it's really how how can we as leaders, regardless if it's leaders over an entire church or leaders group or leaders of one person, how can we how can we encourage and love on others and and show that the that we appreciate the things that they do and help them chase harder and faster at Jesus. That's my soapbox. Thank you, man. That's so, a good, that's a good yeah, point. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I think it's super important, right? And mm-hmm. I think it even goes back to, like, plugging the, the GMA Discord right here. Like, if you guys aren't in it, feel free to jump in the GMA mm-hmm. Discord. We have an awesome group. But Father Ironheart's actually leading. Like, he's not just speaking this. He's, like, leading the group right now, like, mm-hmm. of, you know, our care team. Like, caring for all the people who volunteer in GMA. We have a lot of different moving parts from people who lead Bible studies to people who, um, you know, like, have do prayer to those who are just modding the channel constantly, like keeping, you know, people in check with rules and stuff to, you know, even the show notes and the staff and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the board of directors that we have, like all of those are real people that are working and giving of their time freely. And so to care for, and to like have somebody in those roles, is super awesome. If you could have that in your church or just in your life, like someone who's looking out for those who are doing the work as well, um, is super, super great. And I think so important. And I think it was a long, way in just caring for people in your church and that they're not just a workhorse right but someone that actually can do life with you uh so thank you father and that's a good word yeah, yeah. all right thank so you. i don't i don't know why i let shadow speak first all the time because he always steals what i was going to say <laughs> literally <laughs> as he was finishing that's exactly, was gonna, that's exactly what i was going to say as i was like yeah ironheart is the leader of our care team dude and i i cannot like i've been singing your guys's praises on stream um, for the last w- week or longer. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. It's such a tough position and a tough job, but it is so needed, especially in this community and in the gaming world. Um, yeah, so th- just just an amazing job that you guys are doing. I love that. Thank yeah. you. If you get a weird message from him or me or anybody else, <laughs> know that that's why. But I've loved it. Like I've loved being able mm-hmm. just to catch up and talk to people in whatever like yeah. group that I have. It's been really cool just to like check in and do life with them for a minute. For sure. So. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. Yeah, but all right, let's um, let's do uh, we'll do some some other plugging outside of the GMA guys. Like, hear us out, chat on this. If you really appreciate what these three guys are doing here, like, show the best way you guys can support them is by checking out their content and their stuff. Like, even if you're like, hey, this is not that great or whatever, like, help them out, walk them through it. Like, helping these guys, like, they they get on these platforms and take their time, and take time away from their family, even to do this show. Um, not because they want to become big and famous and make tons of money but because they want to share the message of Jesus. And if you really want to get behind that and support these guys, uh, they're about to share with you the best ways to do that. So we'll start with you, Dr. Heels. How can people best be helping you out, supporting you? Where can they find you? 
Yeah. Okay. So you can check me out here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dr. Hills. I stream Monday, Tuesday, um, Friday, Saturday is my current schedule. Um, I do some design stuff. I do some like art and uh, art, digital art. I'm not actually an artist uh, with with painting or anything, um, but also play some games and, and have some fun stuff like that. You can also check me out over on YouTube, youtube.com slash that bold life. Uh, I make Christian um, videos, devotions, things like that. Um, so yeah, come come hang out. Nice. What about you, uh, Father Earnhardt? Um, I, I have a mixer channel. <laughs> just once a week or so so if you ever want to pop in there um mixer.com slash father ironheart i have twitch stuff but i don't use it anymore i'm twitch is too hungry to make a name for themselves culture and i was like nah so i i switched to uh to mixer so i am on mixer um but that's pretty rare if you really want to get a hold of me you can follow me on twitter um, at Father Ironheart, and you can hop in the GMA Discord, and I am active in there quite often. So you can find me in there and uh, send me a DM or, or whatever, and I'd be happy to to connect with you. Nice, Houston. What about um, you? What do you got planned? Where can people find you? Yep, you can find me, uh, Pastor Houston, on Twitch, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. It's all the same, Pastor Houston. No, no TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no more. I tried. I gave up very quickly um Aww. but yeah yeah please come come check it out um trying to put together some some uh, good stuff uh been doing verses of the day every day on all those platforms and people have really been enjoying those uh been doing our um let's read the bible in 2020 and that's been been a lot of fun today we read ezra um and that was that was fun except for chapter two and ten because it was all genealogies and weird names um other than that it was awesome <laughs> uh but we're six books in got 60 to go uh so we're doing that on stream the end of every stream so yep love to see you guys in stream or on uh, on twitter or wherever but it's pastor deuston anywhere you want to find nice. me mm -hmm. awesome and then guys i'm super shadow here on twitch uh my, my schedule has been like so shifting so i know it's been hard to keep but we just came back this past friday we did our first episode of pastor of uh, not pastor after dark of Hear Me Out of 2020, and that's every Friday from 10 a.m. Central Time to about noon, um, and then we usually stream after that. And then now, uh, actually, my new schedule is going to be, I'm pretty much going to be live Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, yeah, uh, between 2 and 6 every, that specific time. So what is that, Central mm -hmm. Time? Four to, 4 to 8 every day, mm -hmm. um, pretty much, except for Wednesday night, because I have youth group, so... Uh, yeah, so you guys can find me on here. That's the best place. Uh, Twitter is the other one. I'm always on there. And then Discord as well. Uh, just at me and any of those things.